This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Rachel Roth is the founder and CEO of Urban Skin Rx, a clinical strength skincare brand for all skin tones, bringing the industry to be more inclusive than ever. Stay tuned to learn how it all began. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you're an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce our guest for today, Rachel Roth. After treating thousands of clients at a medical spa during her 20 years as a licensed esthetician, Rachel founded Urban Skin Rx a clinical skincare line formulated to treat diverse skin tones. Urban Skin Rx has developed with a notable roster of celebrity clients traveling from out of town to seek Rachel's skincare solutions. And Rachel has continued to fill the gap in the skincare industry, providing both services and education focused on common skincare conditions related to melanin-rich skin. Recognized as a leader beauty innovator by Forbes and WWD and recently featured in WD's Masterclass series, Rachel is truly a pioneer in the skincare industry and I cannot sit down with her to learn exactly how she's done it all. So Rachel, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I love that introduction. You're having me blush over here. Oh, well, thank you for just being an absolute trailblazer you are. Um, I do want to start with the most uh, simple but quite difficult question, if you can narrow it down, is who, in a nutshell, is Rachel? Oh, gosh. Rachel is somebody who refuses to fail, um, is extremely sensitive, not always emotionally cut out to be the CEO, um, the tough CEO that I need to be, um, somebody who really wants to, um, earn people's respect and approval 
that's kind of me in a nutshell and also very unfiltered. I, I really say what comes, comes to my mind. I love, and I, I mean, just a little, I did this is like before this podcast, I was speaking to Rachel and I was like, you know, if you don't feel comfortable with any questions, just let me know. And she's like, nope, I have no filter. I'm going to say as it is, what you see is what you get. And I love that because we just need more authentic, true people in the world. And you're a clear admit, you know, testament to that. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, but I do want to kind of go a little bit into how you have, you know, fostered such experience and, you know, you as a in 20 years upcoming now as a licensed esthetician, how did it all begin? Yeah. I mean, it definitely began with my own, um, journey and struggles with my physical um, appearance, specifically skin. I suffered from acne and other like horrible skin ailments. I, at the age of two, developed a large nevus mole on my face, which I was bullied severely over. Um, Also got to be overweight, turned to food as like a comfort, you know, as a child. And, um, you know, my mom started taking me to local dermatologists to get help with removing the mole. And because it was so close to my mouth, they didn't just want to cut it out. So they took me to UCSF um, Medical Center in San Francisco and really tried out a bunch of different lasers to see if they could remove it. And I think for a year in junior high, like every six weeks, I had this big Band-Aid on my face where they would try to burn it off. And it didn't work. Um, And eventually we did end up cutting out the majority of it. Um, But through that experience, California was a bit ahead of the time, you know, 30 years ago, and people were, you know, having estheticians in their dermatology office. And when I had acne, my mom would get me services because she really wanted me to feel good about myself. And I immediately just was drawn to it. Like, I think for selfish reasons, like, wow, this is, imagine working in an environment where I had tools all around me every day that could help me, you know, solve some of my skin ailments and get me feeling better as well as, you know, I was very empathetic towards others, you know, that were not feeling comfortable in the skin that they were in. So maybe around 13, 14, I had a very clear vision that I wanted to be an esthetician. I wanted to open a medical spa. I mean, down to even, I would visualize the decor and in colors. And when I launched my medical spa in Charlotte in 2006, I mean, it was this like sea foam color that I had dreamed of, dreamt of like 10 years prior. So that was really the initial start of the journey. And then as far as, you know, specialized in specializing in melanin rich skin, which, you know, I don't have melanin rich skin, which is always a very, one of the first questions people want to ask me is, you know, as a non-woman of, you know, color, like what made you so drawn to this? And, you know, I've always had family and friends with deeper skin tones. And so when I got into esthetician school, I quickly just saw the lack of inclusivity. Um, it was just always, you know, it was a very white industry. They um, really kind of shied away from treating deeper skin tones because it was just known they could burn easier. And I was like, well, you can't just ignore a whole population because they might burn. You have to research and figure out what are safe and effective solutions. And in a town like Charlotte, which has such a large, you know, ethnic population, just after I graduated and spent a year in the industry, I was like, this is my calling. You know, I 
can do the job that I love to do and have always wanted to do, but I can also at the same time make the world a better place um, by bringing some, you know, much needed inclusivities and breaking down some of the disparities that I was seeing in the industry. Um, So that was really what got me into it. That's I love the fact as well, like you don't need to have certain you know, skin to be creating a product for that skin. You know, you don't, ha- you just have to be an advocate for a, you know, you've really saw underrepresentation. You have the clear skills and, and education and you've created something that now has been reviewed by thousands and thousands and it's changing their skin and life. So, you know, I'm so grateful that, you know, you didn't use that as an inhibitor, which a lot of people can be, you know, scared to start a journey in something that they're not necessarily the target audience for, um, because people have a lot of opinion on these things. Oh, but yeah. I think it's so important. And you I, know? how did that start I, with? Because it must have been right. Well, I just want yeah. to speak to one thing. Yeah, that you're saying is um, it's definitely I have faced um, a lot of adversity when it comes to you know people, you know, supporting the fact that I'm treating you know skin that I don't share the same color of. I mean, I have so many supporters, but I've had lots and lots of haters. And um, as I shared at the beginning of this, I'm very sensitive. And especially over the last year and a half, um, you know, I have been targeted quite a bit, you know, with, with people questioning, you know, just my genuineness. Um, And I mean, I've, I take it hard. Like my fiance will be like, you know, you know, those that wear the crown have the heaviest head, you know, like this is what comes with success. Like ignore the haters. And that's just not who I am. Um, but I just, you know, for me, I just, I have to keep going and know that I'll be for some people and I won't be for others. And God knows my heart. And, you know, that's why I keep getting rewarded is because it is genuine and um, that's just what it is. And I think that attitude is the healthiest and the best to have. It's a shame, to be honest, that you have to like feel the need and I understand this because people have an opinion and a voice, but to like show that genuinity. But I think you consistently just putting yourself out there saying, you know, this is what it is. Hopefully over time, you won't need to. I think we'll get to that point um, because uh, I can tell and, you know, and people should be able to tell by the products and the love that you put into the brand. Um there is nothing but genuinity in there. And I think that's just something, hopefully we won't have this conversation in a few months and a year's time, but you never know the world is like that sometimes. But no, regardless, you know, to celebrate is the products you've done. I've been reading your reviews. You know, I, that's one thing I do before my podcast. I look at the reviews and they're all five stars pretty much. Change people's skin. And that's the clear message to focus on, right? It's the fact that you've created these products um, you have created these products and look at the benefit they're doing for the world um, and for people's um, needs uh, because there is an underrepresentation. And I don't really, you know, when I think of, especially as a person with highly melanated skin myself, you know, there isn't many go-to brands, to be honest, that focuses on our skin tone. Yeah, no, my, so my, really be- my best friend, Jamaica, always says, um, when you, when you have a hater really bothering you, just go post a before and after picture on your, on your Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. but I mean, the, the category is changing. And for years I was, you know, 
really a pioneer. I still am what I would consider a pioneer for clinical skincare for diverse skin tones. There's a brand in the U.S. called Ambi, which, you know, you know, many um, people of this generation, like their grandmothers and great grandmothers used this. But other than them, it was really just us. Um, and finally, over the last year, I have seen a huge influx of brands um, really targeting melanin-rich skin. And it brings me so much pride because I do feel like when I entered into the category at retail like Ulta and Target, and we immediately had such great sales, it really proved to them like that consumer is there and willing to spend money and you need to go out and seek other brands and give them choice, you know, opportunities. Um, you know, as you mentioned, it definitely puts the pressure on me because, you know, on one hand, I believe I only have, you know, I don't have the hugest marketing budget and I might be sitting on the shelf at Target and nobody's heard of Urban Skinner X. They've only heard of, let's say, Melee Skin, which was recently launched by Unilever, and Unilever spends all this money. They're driving them to the shelf at Target, but now that they're standing in front of my products, they're now seeing me and being like, oh, well, I'm going to buy this toner from Melee, but I'm going to buy this retinol from this new brand I'm seeing, Urban Skinner X. So competition has its advantages, but, you know, it's, of course, is pressure. You want to stay ahead of the pack. Yep. Uh, and and it, it's not easy when you are up against, unfortunately, giants like Unilever who have a lot of you know disposable income to spend on marketing, and it's uh, it does up, up the ante. But nonetheless, I do believe like there's a reason why I made this podcast for founder-led uh, brands and founder-led stories. I do think there's a rise of people connecting when it's a founder really behind the brand and you know putting that emotion first. But I, I do want to kind of ask. Um, in the creation of Urban Skin RX, how did a the, the name come around, the first product? And I know you also have a founding medical director, Dr. David Henderson. So we'd love to know how that journey started. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I remember sitting at my job before I opened Urban Skin RX. And, you know, I had just come to the decision that I was going to open a medical spawn laser center that... Um, really specialized in diverse skin tones. And I was trying to rack my name for a, a name that would attract diversity. And, you know, growing up in a city like San Francisco, you know, which is, you know, an urban environment, I just was like, you know, the word urban to me represents, you know, diversity. You have all ethnicities, you have all socioeconomic backgrounds, like cultures, religions, um, you know, as opposed to like a rural environment, like a small country town, <laughs> you're not going to get a whole bunch of diversity. And I chose that name. Um, unfortunately, in recent times, you know, I've gotten a little bit of flack for our name, which is, you know, again, the sensitive side of me, it's it's hurtful because in no way did I pick this name to... Um, you know, have it be anything but positive. But recently, there's been a lot of talk about the music industry's use of the word urban and how it really um, historically brought a lot of disadvantage to African American artists. And unfortunately, that's kind of like gone over into, you know, some people in the way they look at the overall use of the word urban. But 
um, I also think if you really look at the dictionary and what urban means, I think that's exactly, you know, who urban skin RX is in terms of who we want to be able to appeal to. Like we are not just for the wealthy white woman. We are, we try to offer, you know, we have two collections. One that is very value focused, really high clinical formulas under $25. And then we do have a, a prestige collection, which, you know, is still well priced, but your serums are closer to like the 50 to $60. So I've always, I mean, I remember owning when I owned my medical spa, which I sold last year, um, I would do $49, um, chemical peel Wednesdays because, you know, I just, I couldn't, I didn't want to turn anybody away. I always was doing pricing research to make sure that I was on the lower end because it was so important to me to be able to offer this service to people who didn't think that they could afford it. So that's always been my strategy. Um, In terms of formulas, really the formulas were inspired off of so many other amazing skincare brands like um, Image Skincare and Abaji and SkinCeuticals and PCA Skin. I mean, I was carrying a lot of different lines at my medical spa and just what I was finding was the primary concern of my customer was hyperpigmentation um, because melanin-rich skin is really prone to post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, which is dark spots as a result to injury or inflammation of the skin. And it was like, I was going to, I was having to carry five and six different product lines to get a good assortment of products for hyperpigmentation. When I really wanted a whole line that was really geared towards, you know, hyperpigmentation and also understanding that there's all different skin types that suffer from hyperpigmentation. There's normal, dry, combination, sensitive. And so um, that's really what brought this about. And very often, you know, I would try a product from one brand and be like, oh, this is amazing. But imagine if it had retinol in it too, you know? So, but there's so many great skincare lines that have been part of, you know, the journey of the formulations of Urban Skin RX. And with my founding medical director, Dr. David Henderson, in the state of North Carolina, and it is different in every state, in order to offer medical services, part of your entity has to be owned by a medical director. Just they want to ensure that somebody has taken on, you know, an ethics code with the medical board. So you're not just profiting off of selling services that somebody from a medical perspective really doesn't need. And doctors are really the only one who's kind of taken that moral oath with them. And so in order to do these laser services, we had to bring him on board. And then we ended up bringing, actually opening a pharmacy within my medical spa. And that obviously required a doctor and a pharmacist. And many of the products that I sell through, you know, online previously, there was prescription levels of there was tretinoin, which is, you know, retin-A, which is the prescription form of retinol, or there was hydroquinone that was at much higher levels than 2%, which you can sell without a prescription. And so when we ended up splitting up the the entities and I separated my medical spa from the skincare line and I sold part of it to a private equity firm, 
this man had been with me since the beginning. And although he only owned a small, you know, percentage of the company, the private equity firm was willing to pay him out. But I really wanted and advocated for him to keep his percentage because obviously the point is once you bring in private equity, it's to grow the brand and one day sell it for a lot more money. And I knew that his shares would be worth a lot more. So he's not, you know, a huge part of what we have going on now, but he's a huge part of the foundation and we would not be where we are today if it was not his support of me, you know, those years ago. So he is still, you know, does have a percentage in the brand. Oh, that's that's it's I mean it's it's good to at least honor know where the roots are and how it started, but it is you know, you've been around for a while. It, it moves on. Uh, the team has expanded as well. And I know you have a really extensive, credible board of directors. Yes. Um, how, how did you end up creating that? And what were your decision makers in that? Yeah, so, you know, it initially our board was, you know, some of the C-levels of Urban Skinner X, as well as the private equity firm, which I felt we really needed to bring in some perspectives that wasn't living and breathing the brand because, you know, you can, when you have a, like, you need that fresh perspective that you can't always see when you're in it, as well as, you know, it was really important to me from a board level where some of the largest decisions were being made that we had more representation of, um, diversity amongst the board. And so one of my bestest friends um, is Melissa Butler of the Lip Bar. She's such a brilliant woman. She comes from a finance background from Wall Street and ended up, you know, starting a vegan-based lip and now a a full array of makeup um, brand, you know, really geared towards um, diverse women as well. And so she was on board with doing it. I think she's really enjoyed it. I think she's gotten a lot of great information that, you know, helps um, her with her brand, as well as definitely shares a fresh perspective. Um, And then an amazing woman named Disha, who has a really senior executive background in diversity and inclusion in HR um, from Walmart and now with the post office. So that's been really great. Amazing. And yeah, I just want to also call out, you know, you have uh, on the website, you have all the transparency of the team and such strong percentages of black, BIPOC, female. It's like, it is so great to see how you've created the team to be really, truly diverse and inclusive, which is not easy. Um, uh, And I I think uh, it's important to admit that uh, there's a change needed, especially after the last two years that people have been like, finally speaking up about it. So I'm just glad to see you really lived that. So just, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, transparently, it has been one of the biggest hurdles of the brand to have a fast growing brand that is now in the hands of private equity that's now in retailers and you're having to recruit for the best talent as quick as possible. Well, you know, the beauty industry has not been inclusive. So when you are having a diversity first mission with recruiting, but you're having to pair that with finding the most experienced people, it's really not out there. And so we have, you know, gotten really blessed with finding, you know, 
some of the individuals that are really experienced and diverse in the beauty industry, but we have brought on a fair amount of like junior employees, which there has been a lot of learning curve and mentorship there, which, you know, transparently, you know, I think any founder can relate to can be, can be difficult. Every day feels like I'm on a treadmill. It's like, you know, we're just going at the speed of light. You feel so much pressure between, you know, private equity and retailers and emerging competition. And it's like, how do you balance, you know, being this like really positive cultural company that embraces mentorship and growth, but at the same time has this bottom line that is, you know, without the bottom line, none, nothing else is possible. And that's, and now you're, we're in this crisis of, you know, more job openings than employees and people quitting left and right, which, you know, my company, I will be honest, we are not, you know, we're struggling with retention right now. It's not an easy place to work. We, we work you very, very hard. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of last minute changes, um, which is common in the beauty and fashion industry. And so it's right now we, we are in a situation where it's like, we need, we have different positions open and it's like, do we just hire whoever is available and the most qualified or do we hold out for diverse individuals? Well, if I hold out and draw out the process, then I risk more team members quitting because their bandwidth is overloaded or, you know, not where it needs to be because they don't have the support of these other open positions. It's one of the hardest things I'm going through as a CEO right now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, I feel you. And it's all you can do is, is just find that, it's like you have to be a juggler. You have to just find that right balance. And it's hard. It's not easy. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing if it was easy at the end of the day, right? But um, it's just about 
every every day, every win is a step forward, and that's the best mentality to have. Um, but I do think it's really important to also celebrate the um, you know along that journey, celebrate what you have done and the successes. Um, and for me, I go back always for you guys as you created incredible products, and I've been seeing articles of like you know different ones being viral on TikTok, and uh, I just want to know like what is been for you the most exciting part of the journey in the last couple of years? Oh, gosh. Um, well, we are having a viral moment this morning on TikTok, which is so exciting. Uh, this morning? Yes, this morning. Ooh. We have somebody who has taken our, we have a body collection that specializes in hyperpigmentation, which actually is a huge white space in the industry. There um, body is emerging more and more. You're seeing Ulta lean into it, Target lean into it, but really not with an emphasis on dark spots. And so this girl on TikTok has done this video of this before and after picture of her feet. Her feet was full of dark spots, I think, due to like really? bug bites. And um, it's like up to 1.5 million views. And our sales the last 24 hours of this body bar is like up like 500 times. Um, so was having a big marketing operations, you know, moment before the call of like making sure we have inventory coming. How do we lean into this as much as possible from a PR aspect and, you know, so many um, different points. So that's really exciting. But yeah, we um, about two years ago, we went viral on TikTok on a totally different level. We had a girl do a before and after of our even tone cleansing bar. And I mean, yeah. it took the brand to another level for like three, four months. I mean, our sales were out of control. And in the end, it was really hard on the brand. Like we had to double in staff. Like we just, we grew faster than we could strategize for, which I that's a whole nother podcast that I have advice on how to handle really fast growth. But, um, I mean, for me, honestly, getting into target was such a huge moment for me. Um, I think so many people had doubted me. So many people had thought I was crazy to, you know, really have a brand that, um, really had an emphasis on treating the needs of melanin-rich skin when I didn't have it. Um, it was just such mm-hmm. affirmation that, you know, the days of um, scrubbing the floors, doing laundry all night because I couldn't afford laundry services for my med spa, like, I just, it really was one of the biggest moments of my life. And it also validates you. So no, everybody's scared of like... Yeah you know, taking that risk on a small brand. And the second somebody's willing to, that's when all the other big players will, you know, get on board and definitely, you know, Ulta followed and Walgreens and HSN and QVC. So definitely goes down as one of my favorite moments. Oh, I love that. And yeah, I remember I saw an article about the cleansing, but I think it was like, uh, I have a mutual, my friend Radhika, I don't know if it was her, but yeah, she, I think I saw how, um, a lot of people have been using it and it got, it's parked my interest. So that's just the power of TikTok of how it can overnight change a brand. And I can't believe it's happening this morning too. So that's pretty exciting. I can't believe you're on this podcast. I know how it is. When you go viral, it's like, it's not the average day in the office, is it? Um, all the problems come to life too. You're like, wait, why is this out of stock? Why is this? Uh, so kudos to you for 
um, not cancelling this. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean, this, we still don't have the budget we need to have for brand awareness. And it's one of the biggest hurdles that we're facing right now is we're doing amazing yeah. with retaining our current customers, but we are not doing what we need to do to, you know, bring in new customers. And so, you know, any opportunity I get to tell my story and, you know, have a new person be aware of Urban Skinner X, you know, I'm going to make that time for. Amazing. I love that. Um, Thank you. So in terms of the the product, I do want to kind of um, have you... uh, Walk us through the rough array of, I mean, there's a lot of products, but roughly like what is the main hero SKUs and the assortment you have? Yeah, so we have over 40 SKUs. We have two collections. We have Urban Skin RX, and then we have Pro Strength Urban Skin RX. Um, The number one top selling SKU out of both collections is our Even Tone Cleansing Bar. It is a hard condensed cleanser, um, kind of like a bar of soap, but it's so much more than that, that is melted into a round jar and it comes with two reusable exfoliating sponges. Um, it really has offered a lot of people results that they've never seen with cleansers. I think it's because of the high levels of exfoliating acids and brighteners like azelaic acid, kojic acid, niacinamide, but then also combining that with um, the physical exfoliation part, which is those sponges that are kind of working to buff off that dead skin so that when the cleanser, you know, foam sits on your skin, it penetrates deeper. Um, it's a it's a product that is not for everybody. It's not for super sensitive skin types, but I'm excited to say we have a new launch coming out, um, really piggybacking off of the Even Tone Cleansing Bar, but for people with more sensitive skin types or that just aren't into the whole bar in a jar with a sponge thing, which is not for everybody. Um, Next up would be our Super C Brightening Serum from our Pro Strength collection. That's sold exclusively at Ulta and our website. That's a 20% ascorbic acid. Um, it does have some frilic acid, kojic acid, um, hyaluronic acid. It's a beautiful formula. It's won Essence Best in Black Beauty three years in a row. Um, and it's really good at working to fade the appearance of hyperpigmentation as well as like signs of aging. Um, so I would say if that is one of my favorite products, the cleansing bar, you know, even though it's our number one, I would say if there's one product that you want to try at Urban Skinner X to make, get them to be a fan of the brand, it would be Super C Brightening Serum. Amazing. Um, so, you know, before we go into some kind of, more your own mantras for success and your routine. Uh, what would you say now, apart from some of the new launches, what is the future for you for Urban Skin RX? Yeah, I think for me, um, global accessibility, we sell internationally now, but our shipping is not the cheapest. You're dealing with like taxes and duty and all that stuff. And so I don't think it is like a globally friendly line. Um, and I think that there's a lot of opportunity for us on a global level as well as we might have something really special dropping, um, for men. Although that was, that was a journey for me to get to the point of really going after men because, for me, skin is unisex. You know, it's really about your skin yeah. type, skin concern. But 
you know, a lot of men, you know, as, as well as it's just human nature, people want things that directly talk to them and have that personalized approach. And so yep. we have something really special coming out. Um, and the only way I could really get on board is if I targeted a concern like ingrown yes. hairs and razor bumps that was really, you exactly. know, a lot of men suffer from. Um, so you should be seeing something special with that really soon. Exciting. If you need a guinea pig, um, let me know. I'm here. <laughs> but the very, very, um, it's good to see that. And I think absolutely, I, I'm the same as you. I understand like there are a lot of, especially launching something today, there's a lot of different opinions and thoughts. And even as a founder, we can say yes, but also like this. And I have the same with my, with my sister. You know, half the time I'm like, products, especially if they're very clean and natural, they can be used for a lot of different purposes and a lot of different people. And but there is a market need sometimes to create for also niches. And I think it's, it's hard to find the balance, but um, I think you've done it and I'm excited to see what's in store for 2022 and even next year. So um, I'll make sure everyone, you know, clicks in the bio beneath and uh, make sure you do follow and subscribe so you can get up to date. But um, I want to kind of go a little bit into you, Rachel. um, And especially during the pandemic, I know it's been really hard because, We've had to either work from home a lot, change, um, you know, a bit more into the agile working environment, but still staying on top of things and deal with ever-changing businesses. What has been some of your like mantras and rituals for success that keeps you, you know, uh, motivated every day? I mean, probably the philanthropy, you know, portion of Urban Skin RX, which for example, we started, um, it was a dream of mine, I mean, over 10 years ago to start a scholarship fund for estheticians who um, had a passion in treating skin of color. And last year, we launched a $100,000 fund that part of the money supported the Skin of Color Society, which is a dermatology group um, that specializes in treating, you know, diverse skin. And so we um, donated money to support a new fund of mentorship with um, linking pre-med students with dermatologists to help get them into medical school and help with their training through that journey, as well as, you know, a local esthetician school where we do two full-ride scholarships to estheticians a year, specifically black estheticians, along with a mentorship program from me and uh, the Goal Achievers um, group. And yesterday we celebrated our first graduate. And, you know, I we went out to dinner with her. We also brought, you know, our new scholarship winners who will be starting their journey actually this week. And it definitely, that helps me through the hard days. And like I kind of mentioned, I did not set out to be a CEO. And it's been one of the hardest things I've ever done. I don't always think that I'm the best at it. Um, I think I'm an amazing spa manager, um, amazing esthetician. But being a CEO is a whole other ball game, especially, you know, the company is growing in this day and age. Um, And so... Things like that, like seeing, you know, my dreams become a reality, especially and seeing the give back that I'm able to do because of the success of the brand really helps me to keep going on those hard days, um, which is hard days are on a regular basis. Another thing is, I mean, it's stupid, but like 
I love essential oils, like I have like essential oil diffuser. Um, I love like picking which, you know, mood booster for the day. Um, binging Netflix, um, going to Barry's boot camp, like Netflix helps me like, you know, calm my mind because my mind goes 24 seven. I dream about work. Um, I struggle with nightmares, you know, I suffer from anxiety. I'm a big worrier. And so that helps calm my mind. And then berries definitely helps with those endorphins. So those are kind of some of the different things that help get me through this. Oh, I love that. Um, do, do, do you find like you've always been consistently the same when it comes to like the berries and the, 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 those things? Or is it something that you feel like you've adopted some new positive, you know, because being a CEO as well, it's something like, for me as well, I never envisioned it and it's a new thing. Um, and I've had to really implement new things into my life just to stay uh, hardworking, motivated, because it's very easy for me to like wake up at 10 if I want to, but I can't sometimes because it's a business to run. How do you, um, do you feel like you've adopted new techniques as a, you know, as a CEO? Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm reading this book about a CEO, you know, should only do three things. And it's like finance, culture, people. And I am so absorbed in grunt work, especially on the brand side of things. Um, Like if you even knew what I do with, you know, writing briefs and influencers and I like, it's ridiculous of some of the things that I do. Um, And it might be my inability to let go, but we also just haven't really... We've had avoided the brand of somebody who really knows, has the education and the brand side that I do. Um, but this year, I am really concentrating on culture and people. Um, you know, it's just, it's what people are wanting. We're evolving so much more as a society. Like People are putting their foot down about, you know, having their work be their everything. And the, you know, and unfortunately most of America and capitalism has been built off of, you know, not always nine to five hours, you know, from your team. And so having to shift that while staying in business, while managing, you know, a different budget that you're having to explain to private equity of like why you can't be as profitable as you were. And, you know, you hope that it will balance it out by giving people better work-life balance, you know, and investing more in culture that you will reap the rewards of that. But there is a period of time where you're investing and you aren't necessarily getting that, um, that payoff right away. And so I am really, I mean, for me, really trying to have individual relationships with everybody, every department, thinking of what people's love languages are. Cause not everybody, some people it's promotions, some people it's gifts, some people it's like shout outs on Slack. Like, so it's really hot. It's, it's a lot, you know? Um, but I want my team to, to feel appreciated and want to stay because you just can't compete with the job market right now. No, exactly. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so well, before we get now into some fire run questions um, and wrap it up, because I'm sure you have now the virality to deal with. Um, we, I always ask this question. I think I know the answer. But um, what is your like one go to product if you had to travel with only one? Uh, what would be your hero 
skew from Urban Skin Rx? The clear complexion acne serum. You know, I have a big history with acne, which luckily is not, you know, my biggest skin ailment anymore. But I like, I just have a thing. I cannot stand acne. And our clear complexion acne serum works so fast. It's you know, 5% benzoyl peroxide, 5% glycolic acid, then it's calming arnica and echinacea. And if I put it, you know, on my pimple, I'll like take a little ice, you know, massage the ice on the pimple to get some of the inflammation down. And then, you know, I'll put the clear complexion acne serum on, let it dry and go to sleep. And it always wakes up looking better. And so that's just something I just can't, you know, leave the house without when I'm traveling. That's me. I, I will. I will also add. I know. I know. We. Um, I didn't really touch on this before when we were talking about the brand itself. But I'm so impressed how you've managed to keep the price point so accessible, but have all these amazing, amazing actives and ingredients. And I know cost of goods. I know formulas. I know R and D. And it's very easy to um, put all of that into just added cost. And I feel like you guys have really put the customer first and was that just always an intention to make sure you're giving the best value for sure like my you know my saying is always like you know if people aren't getting results they're not gonna like we're nothing without our results and so that has to be our number one priority and I have really sacrificed on cost of goods quite a bit in margin. Like there has been times where we've been under pressure to launch a product at a retailer and the cogs have not been where it needs to be, but the, you know, the efficacy is there. And so I'll launch it and be like, okay, we're just going to have to figure this out later. Like, you know, and, um, your CFO, your finance person will be like, what? Nope. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. But (laughs) I think that that, is so important, but it's hard. I mean, thank you for calling that out, but you see brands like Good Molecules and The Ordinary and Cause RX and like, you see these like, oh, the ink key that I'm just like, I'm always telling my COO and my head of R&D, like, I want you to show these products to the lab and ask them what the hell is going on like how are they doing (laughs) you know like and I just like I know that they're reputable brands that obviously are not like um lying about what's in their products I mean a lot of people will tell me their strategy is just different it's all about you know acquiring customer um and they're sacrificing but I just am like it it just it drives me insane it does I always feel like what the hell is my lab charging me compared to these people? No, exactly. Uh, I think and half of it does also come down to their investment capabilities, their inventory, how many of them are they ordering? But even then, when it comes to, um, and you know this, when it comes to certain roars and certain bulk and whatever, there is just a hard cost. Like even if you go to a million units, it's not getting much cheaper. You know? And people think that, oh, when you create a million, you have the cost. Like, no, it, it's still going to cost. The cost of good is still going to be pretty hefty. Um, and when you add on the retailer margins, uh, it can be very easy to have SKUs that you don't even make profit on. And it's hard for people to understand. So um, it is a... It is a journey, but I just want to say it's not gone unnoticed what you guys have done. I think it's incredible. Well, I appreciate that. You know, if I, you're obviously doing big, big things. Sephora is a dream of mine and they've said no to me, unfortunately. And it was really hard for me. I mean, that was probably um, one of the hardest things I've gone through. And I'm such a lover of Sephora. And I mean, 
there to this day, if I walk by Sephora, it like hurts my heart. But so I just want to give like big congrats to you. And if I can ever be of any help, like I'm such a person of collaboration. Like I'm always happy to share resources, labs, like I I just like, I'm not that type of person at all. If if I can't make it because of another brand, then I'm doing a lot wrong. Oh, I love you're, you're, I'm literally getting uh, goosebumps. And, and likewise, so, I mean, we'll speak offline and we'll, we'll continue our conversation on that because I think there's a lot we can do together and, and you know, help each other as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely we'll follow you up on that. So now it's time to go for some quick fire round questions. Um, and first thing that comes to your mind. So currently, what is a beauty brand that you are loving? God, I love, um, I love NARS. I've always loved NARS. Nas is good. I mean, that a, a fragrance. Um, they also because they've gone out of makeup as well a bit, and they've got this fragrance. Apparently, that's just incredible. All my influencer friends talk about it. Um, mm. So yeah, I love a brand that does a lot. Uh, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Coffee. Like I obsess over coffee. <laughs> Wait, I have to ask you: How many cups a day are you? Uh, I, I mean, it it has been at like four, but right now. Um, I'm just at one, which is probably why I'm obsessing over it so bad. But after the new year, I've gone to one and I'm dying. I think, you know what, get to two and call it a day. That's good. (laughs) One is tough. One is tough. Um, What are you currently watching or reading? Gosh, I've been reading all these like Harvard Business Journal books on like, they've come out with little short kind of stories. They're actually like real books, not just the magazine. And the one I'm reading right now is on mental, t- mental toughness. And a lot of the case studies are on mm-hmm. athletes, like athletes or successful athletes really, you know, are kind of genetically like groomed to have this form of mental toughness. And I am at a point yeah. in my career where I'm really having to boss up and get, you know, it, I'm, I'm getting more tired and, um, just the stakes are bigger, the pressure is bigger. And so that's what I'm Amazing. reading right now. Um, what's your favorite social media platform at the moment? Oh, God, it's so twisted. It is so twisted. Um, I mean, I've always looked at the shade room, which is such trash. Um, you know, it's just like gossip. <laughs> it's just gossip. But yeah, I, I would be lying if I... I don't know if it's my favorite, but I guess it's my go-to. Um, and... What is like, do you have like a mantra or a quote that you, you really go to or you live by? Failure is not an option. I would add to that. Failure is not an option, but if it happens, it's not really a bad thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, you know, totally. It just, it, it, it's an opportunity to grow. Uh, I actually, well, I look forward to failures and you know, this as a founder is because you can't avoid them. So you've got to, you've got to get used to enjoying yeah. them and using them to your benefit because they're going to come left, right and center every day. I think um, I mean more like me. failure at life. Like, yeah, I, I do at life. Yeah. I have I failures like all day long, but I can't let it like defeat yeah. me as a you human being. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I get that. Um, last question is if you weren't, you know, in the wellness beauty space and as, as an entrepreneur, what would you be doing right now? Gosh, I've always dreamt of having a really, really cool coffee shop. I have a whole name that I've like trademarked that I don't want to share, but oh. 
It, no, don't, don't, and no. I don't know if I will have the energy to ever get back into a brick and mortar business, but I do yeah. think about that. And sometimes I think about, let me just become a reseller on Amazon. Like people are freaking killing yeah, it on Amazon. money in that. So much. Oh I'm like, let me work smarter, not harder the next go around for me. <laughs> you know, like, let me like exactly. not have it be no, about fashion. Let's just like go get to the easy money the next, you know, chapter of my life. Literally. Yeah. I, and and spotting those things that you can just hack the system and just, totally. just sell. It's, there's a lot of opportunities for that. I know. 100%. I'm about to have a talk with my girlfriend about NFTs. I'm like, I, I don't understand it for the life of me. I keep thinking of like this scene um, in Wolf of Wall Street where he's like, the woozies, the wazies. I'm like, that's what I think of when I think of NFTs. <laughs> like, I can't even understand. So she's about just, to try to break it down why? for me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it is the future in a way. So we better start learning it and understanding it, isn't it? But it's exciting. It's exciting because a lot of newness and, and growth to learn. Yeah. Um, so w- where can everyone find both yourself, um, but Urban Skin RX on social and on the website? Yeah, so it's urbanskinrx.com. On Instagram and TikTok, it's just at urbanskinrx. And I am Urban Skin Founder on Instagram. Amazing. Great. Well, I'll put all the links in the bio in the summary below. It's going to be hyperlinked so everyone can just go check it out directly. And Rachel, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll, we'll stay connected. Uh, I think we have a lot of collaboration coming our way and just can't wait to meet you in person hopefully very soon as well. Yes, no, thank you so much. It's been really exciting talking to you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and presson falsies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.